For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I'm delighted, I've been la-di-da-din Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potting I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what? I got it You should do it too You will never lose If you ever do Must have been a ruse Ricky, that's my dude Stoops are super cool Sharks up in the pool I've been sparking up my tools I've been looking to win Spend a little again I've been first fiddled it in my God, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down. I said I'm down with the sickness. My team stay ill now. Come get this. I'm just so David in light. I stay ready tonight. Deep dive, we rise. That's the medley, alright. David delight. David delight. Da 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 David delight. Hey. Welcome to another edition of Ex- <laughs> the Debbie Delight brought to you by expandtheboxscore.com. That's where I would have stopped it, rewound it, and be like, all right, Steve, let's try this again. But hey, we can't do that anymore. We're live. Yep. But um, on today's episode, we are going to talk about the first three rounds of the draft. We're going to talk about the landing spots that we did like. And then, of course, we're going to unveil our top 24 rookie rankings just off of our initial impression from last night. Um, there was a lot, a lot, a lot that happened to kind of you know, marinate on overnight. And that's kind of what Stoops and I wanted to do and then kind of give you our rankings today. As always, I am joined by Stoops. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, more tired than usual. I told you before we started recording the past two days, I've woke up two minutes before my alarm goes off. Not, you know, five, 10 minutes, like literally two minutes. So it's kind of frustrating, but I've had a blast with it. You know, I always watch the NFL draft, but, uh, this is a little bit different. We're, we're looking at it in a different way. So I'm enjoying that and, and excited to – we haven't shared these with each other. So no. we, we don't know who has what player and what position, you know, what slot. So that's going to be interesting to see. So excited to see what you've got. You told me not to make fun of you, but I can't. I told you I couldn't make any promises. You'll you would just make fun of me, I'm sure. So hey, we're I, just going to pick at each other for it. And we, then get picked up by others. And then, it's you know, it's just a big thing. It's just a big trickle-down effect, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the plan for Stoops and I. Stoops and I have not seen each other's rankings. Um, we really wanted to go into the show blind, I guess you could say. And um, that's what we did with our positional rankings. So, well, yeah, exactly. So, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked to see um, what today has in store for us, ranking wise and stuff like that. But initial thoughts before we dive into those from yesterday. There was some 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 spots that. Um, like I'm just gonna like like the the Raiders. It's it's almost like they're doing what um, um, Cardinals. What the Cardinals did, you know, a couple where it was just like let's just take a bunch of receivers. Some of them have to hit, and let's hope it works. You know what I mean? Yep. The receivers. I think the Raiders took um a little bit higher end, a little bit um, a little bit higher profile. So I think um I think it might hit a little bit better. But um that was kind of something that stood out to me. And then obviously there was a couple guys that fell um offensively and defensively 
that that we thought might go a little bit higher. So overall, um, we talked about it Thursday, whenever or, uh, Thursday, yeah, Thursday, whenever we were uh, were live during the first round, where the first seven, eight, nine picks, it went pretty much how we expected it to. And then there was some shakeups, you know, some some different players going to different positions. But um, overall, I, I would say interesting landing spots for for a couple guys. And there's a couple that I, guys that I was really, really high on that now I'm kind of thinking about it a little bit more and I'm not too sure. And I don't know if you saw it. And I think you even said it about CeeDee Lamb going to Dallas, um, how that pick was basically so Philly. Yep. Couldn't get couldn't get their guy, you know what I mean? Um, now obviously they ended up with someone pretty awesome anyway, but um it came out, you know, and I, I can't remember if it's an official report, but it doesn't matter. But it basically said the same thing where it's just like Dallas, they didn't I mean essentially they made the pick so one of their their rivals couldn't get their guy because they weren't able to make that trade up and get the person. So um it's interesting how how that all works out, but overall yeah. pretty enjoyed it enjoyed it yeah there's a couple of crazy ones just or jalen hurt for the eagles like yeah weird um stoops and i literally waited almost five hours last night to hear you know adam troutman's name and then troutman in my personal opinion offensively wise i think he's by far the steal of the draft where he was drafted at and not just that man like where he landed was <laughs> Uh, that, that was that was beautiful. I mean, he gets to play with Breeze this year. I, I know they still have Cook there, but after this year, Cook could, you know, more or less be uh, gone. Uh, his contract isn't that deep. But um, I'm rather excited to talk about these guys. Um, I'm really, really interested to see where this goes for you and I. Um, but let me go ahead and set up this. Well, and the, the interesting thing, so I looked up a couple, like, because how I, I told you off the air, one thing I really want to start looking more into are player contracts because that yep. does play a big factor into who drafts what player um, or potentially and, and when they can see their opportunities. The Jared Cook contract, like, so I went through and just looked at dead cap. I didn't look at whatever, whatever, right? So obviously he's on the roster this year, but it was basically $4 million, um, $4 million in dead cap if he were to have been cut this year type of thing, which we know that's not going to happen. But next year it showed two million, but then it said twenty twenty one contract automatically voided, and it was crossed out. So to me, that almost means like something got restructured to where essentially he's a free agent after this season. Right. So it, it essentially could mean that you know if I'm understanding that correctly, that Troutman could be the guy next year. But then we also got to think like, and I don't remember what Breeze's contract. I'm not sure if he was up after this year, if he got a two year deal, or I, I don't remember how it all went down but nonetheless it's like how much longer does he have you know yeah but nonetheless currently even with cook there um i like that landing spot i like that a lot yeah for me, i like the fit there because mm-hmm. of peyton as well you know what i mean yeah. i love peyton leaves with breeze which i don't foresee that happening i do like the fit with peyton i think that him and peyton will be able to do some work some magic together um, all right, folks. So what we're gonna do is Stoop's gonna is gonna unveil his twenty four. I'm gonna unveil my twenty four, and we're gonna go all the way up to one. Um, and then, like we've said already, we um, we have not revealed these to each other yet. So um, Stoop's oops, that just got rid of us here. All right, there we go. <laughs> all right, Stoop's. I'm gonna let you kick it off, my man. Of course, I am. I mean, all right, so. Where am I at? I'm over here. This is my this is my thing. All right, so 24. I'm gonna copy. 
Oh man, I should have probably done that, huh? Paste. <laughs> oh, I gotta fix my thing here because I'm. You know how I am with Excel. I gotta have my lines even. No, I went with Darrington Evans. Um, going to Tennessee. I like that landing spot. I I think because obviously Derrick Henry, he's got the um, well, they gave him the franchise tag. Um, so he's there this year, right? Which is yep. fine. Um, will they get a deal done? You know, for another two, three years after the season before next year, possibly. But yep. I think that Evans can come in and be be a very good complimentary back. Um, definitely going to take you know the Deion Lewis role. Um, I think he's going to definitely help in the pass game because that's one thing. Yeah, Derrick Henry can catch the ball. Um, not saying he can't, but I think Evans is going to come in and really start to fill that role. Um, I like it though. I like him going to Tennessee. I think it can be a good fit. Um, definitely going to be interesting to see what they do. Cause obviously when they started getting on their role, it was let's run the ball 45 times a game and throw it eight. And people knew that was going to happen, Yep. but it's Derrick Henry, right? He, he got into that rhythm and he's what? Six, two, six, three, two forty to, you know what I mean? So, but at what point at, at some point that they're, it's going to wear on him. I guess you could say like he, he's a human being. So, Nonetheless, I went with Evans at 24. Um, I like that spot. I can't spell. Yep, still can't spell. This is going to be bad. I didn't do what you did, which I realized that you uh, probably wrote yours down. And I did. I have it all right there, so I'm just going to highlight it, copy, paste, and move on. All right. I didn't do that. That's my okay. Number- my number 24 is Antonio Gibson, um, running back receiver. I put whatever you want to put him. Some places have him as one, some places have him as, as another. The running back situation, obviously, in Washington is there's about 75 running backs there, but I'm not really concerned with that. I do think that Riviera went into this draft looking for somebody that he can utilize the same way that they did CMC. By no far saying yeah. that – that Antonio Gibson is going to be CMC. I promise you that guys. But what I'm trying to say is I truly like what this pick is going to do for them. Look, the guys that they have on their roster um, as a collective whole, they're not, it's not like Adrian Peterson guys. He's always getting hurt. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the other guys that they have, but they have like six or seven running backs right now. And I'm not a big fan of really any of their guys. Long-term, I think Gibson can kind of fit into their offense as just that utilized back all over the football field. And once some of these guys dry up and and get off the team, I really do think that Gibson could have some fantasy football value uh, moving forward. So hit me with your number 23. My number 20, and I got him at 26. So we weren't too, too far off. So I'll say that we weren't too far off on that one, but my 23 is from a team that I was talking about earlier. I got Brian Edwards um, going to the Raiders. I I think he's a good fit. He's a guy that I was higher on than a lot of people who um, he's kind of trickled down, right? He's not, he ended the season last year with a little bit of an injury. Um, I think he's a stud. I think he's going to come in and you've even said it right there. Raiders got to score points that they, they got to, they got to score about 50 points a game to maybe get a win, not literally, but um, they got to get some offensive firepower. And they were, in my opinion, shorter on the wide wide, wide receiver part of things. Um, I think they definitely filled the void um, in this draft. So Brian Edwards is the guy that I went with at 23. You know, I, I he's one of those guys last night that I teeter-totted with, like, I don't know, 15 times. I didn't know what to do with him. You know yeah. what I mean? I like the idea. I like his landing spot. I think that he is – 
a, a good receiver. I, I bought him a little bit more because you bought him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of bought into what you were saying about him. Um, I don't know. There's just so many mouths to feed out there. You know what I mean? It, it even with Williams, you know, the contract I think is very. You can very. They could cut him after this year. Um, you know, but you still have rugs. You still. I mean, I don't know. It's just and the Waller. But at the flip side of it, like I said, they're going to have to throw the ball. I mean, but I meant to say this earlier, but the Raiders kind of did the same thing that the Broncos did. The Broncos did this. You know, they both mm-hmm. did. I mean, with with Hamler being drafted, you know, by the Broncos in the second round, you have Judy and Hamler, both talented guys. Obviously, the the Raiders took it a step ahead by going Edwards, Rugs, and then of course they drafted you know Bogan as well. But still, that's 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 crazy to me. Coming in at number twenty three for me is Mr. Van Jefferson out of the Los Angeles Rams. Um, this pick to me is. I'm still 50-50 on it. I don't know how much fantasy value you're going to have out of Van Jefferson. I know Stoops last night pointed out to me that, you know, when healthy, the Rams produce three top 30 wide receivers. Um, for me, it's – it's. I've got to see more out of golf. But if I, if I saw more out of golf last year, this probably would have been higher because I got rid of Cooks. But for me right now, this is where I have Van Jefferson. I like it, and I'm just going to go ahead and uh, do it. So we are pretty close on him. Oh. I got him at 22. So oh. I'm kind of so I like him. I like the landing spot. I know you like Van Jefferson as well. I'm not as concerned with the too many mouths to feed per se. Um, obviously, it does become an issue, right? But at the same time, if they and I will say this, when whenever they did that, like Gurley was Gurley, right? That's whenever he was taking the focal point off of, or I should say this, he was very involved in the passing game. So defenses had to plan for that because it's like, okay, cool. Let's let's guard Cooks, Woods, and Cup, right? Well, then you're just going to give it to Gurley. So the, you know what I mean? So I definitely understand that piece. He's gone. Obviously, there's some other pieces in there. So I think it's gonna they're going to have to come up with some wrinkles. But um, I think Jefferson can find a role. It's just going to be interesting to see how they use him because I think Josh Reynolds is going to be a guy that really does start to be more of a focal point. So it's almost interesting. Are they going Josh Reynolds or Van Jefferson? You know what I mean? And I think Reynolds is going to be the one that really does get that opportunity. And Jefferson's going to be more of a depth piece. Um, but yeah, we were very close on him. I went 22, you went 23. So yeah, I agree with you hundred percent there. I think there's a the possibility there to um, for growth, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I think the biggest thing for me Um I, at the 22 slot, I couldn't help myself, to be honest with you. Um, I went Adam Troutman um, with the Saints. This, to me, is obviously more of a long-term play. Um, I just like his ability to make plays. I think that – I genuinely feel like he's going to have seven or eight touchdowns this year. Um, Cook has problems staying on the field. Cook has a problem dropping the ball. And I think once they realize what they have in Troutman – I really think that they're gonna they're gonna move him into that offense into a bigger lane. You know, I know Breeze they, they throw the ball throw the throw the ball forty times a game, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They throw the ball a lot, and if this is Drew Breeze's swan song, they're gonna try to take this team the lo- you know the, to to the championship. And and I really feel like this is a great landing spot for him. And uh, yeah, that's why Trapman slides into my number twenty two. I like it. This next one for me is um, a guy that I was really high on, you know, coming out of college, not necessarily one of my top tiered guys per se, but I was a big fan of his production. Um, 
Devin Duvernay going to the Ravens. I, I like it. I they need they 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 need some help in the receiving game, right? Um, I think and I hope that Lamar starts to make um the I don't want to call it a transition, but I hope he starts to throw it a little bit more. I think he's so good at running the ball that I think how do I say that? I, I'm not saying he's a, I missed my first read. I'm going to run. I, I'm, he's not that right. I, I think he does look for it, but I think he was just lacking some offensive weapons. And that's, that's my honest opinion about that. My only thing is, and I said it to you, to me, like Devin Duvernay is like Hollywood Brown, but slower, right? He's just, he's a more physical um, receiver. In my opinion, Devin Duvernay, Devin Duvernay is, yeah. I think it's going to help, but they don't have that big body guy. I mean, they're both like Duvernay was, I think, what, 5'10", and I think Brown is about 5'9", 5'8", 5'10", range. You know, they're all about they're about that same height. So it's going to be interesting to see how they they involve him in the offense. But I like the spot. They need some talent on that, that wide receiver core. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes out. But I got him at 21. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really love that. I don't. I, I don't know what it is. I'm kind of in that same boat with you. I, I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic about that quarterback situation. Not that I'm saying Lamar Jackson's bad either. Like, don't, don't, yeah, don't take that as what we're trying to say right now, right? We're definitely not trying to say that. I just, I'm optimistic about receivers and their landing spot. <clears throat> their landing spot there, right? Exactly. Sliding into number twenty-one for me. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and steal it from your side. I put, I, I had Evans at twenty-one. Um, I like this spot for him, right? Mm-hmm. Question marks surrounding that this year. What is Henry going to do? Will Henry be in Tennessee? It's a quite possibly he can, but he's he's a complimentary back, like you said. Yep. You know, he's somebody that is going to play the role of Deion Lewis. But I also feel like he's got the ability to really hone in and not take snaps away from Henry, mm-hmm. but I really feel like he has the ability to <clears throat> to give Henry that rest that he needs, right? You know, he touched the ball almost almost 400 times last year, and I really feel like Evans can really come in there. Even if he touches the ball 75, 100 times next year, that's that's worthy enough of, of being on your roster and in a nice little spot. The Titans run the ball too, right? Yep. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. I mean, the Titans do a lot of running the ball. I think beyond Lewis's inability to really add anything to that offense last year kind of hindered them taking um, – Henry off the field a whole lot last year because I mean, obviously you never want to take him off the field because of what he does. But I mean, the wear and tear on this guy's legs are going to be pretty rough. I mean, last year, Deion Lewis touched the ball 79 times, you know what I mean? So between yeah, 25 catches and 54 carries, you know, that's, that's, you know, of course he didn't score a whole lot of touchdowns, but that's, that's not bad for a guy that you can have on your roster and kind of get in the second round of a rookie draft. And to me, the the lack of Deion Lewis production was frustrating because he was a guy that I was actually like, he, he wasn't like my sleeper pick per se, but he was one of those that I'm like, you know, I'm going to get him later rounds. He's going to be my flex spot here and there. And it just, it just didn't happen. So that was a little bit frustrating for me on the fantasy aspect, but now I, I think Evans is going to come in and definitely make that happen. So for me, where are we at? 20? Yep. Number 20. I got uh, Chase Claypool going to the Steelers. I like the landing spot. I, obviously, um, you know, I got James Washington in one of um, one of our leagues. Um, oh, we got the same one. I like it. <laughs> I I think he can definitely come in, and it's going to be interesting to see 
what they do as far as how do they use him, right? Because he he wants to play receiver. I think he should play receiver. Um, but are they going to move him inside a little bit, throw him at the tight end slot on some some plays? You know what I mean? He's still going to go out for routes. Um, good blocking. So we can definitely see what's going to happen, but I like the landing spot here. Um, we're assuming Big Ben's going to be back healthy, ready to go, and I think he just, he just makes everybody a little bit better. Um, obviously, Mason Rudolph is not – quite the answer in my opinion um obviously young inexperienced right that's going to play a factor in the nfl but um with big ben back i think claypool is going to definitely see some good targets i think juju is going to start to do a whole lot better um they've got that chemistry so i think that's going to help out claypool i think deontay johnson's going to help I, they to me you talk about like crowded wide receiver groups right i think pittsburgh's got a lot of talent on on the receiving end of things so it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think he's going to come out and necessarily be one of these top tiered, you know, draft him in the first round type of uh, rookie players. But I think he's going to be a guy definitely from a dynasty aspect to to stash, keep him on your taxi squad. And he could have the breakout year, right? Let's say that Deontay, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, James Washington or maybe Deontay Johnson, right? They just don't produce like, like we expect them to. And then Claypool kind of slides in and, and does his thing. Juju's Juju. You give him the ball. I, he, he's the guy, you know, but... I like Claypool here. Um, going to be interesting to see how they use him. I love this pick. I love this whole. I love this pick a whole lot. Um, I think Claypool can slide into that number two role um, relatively easy. It might not be year one, like you said, but I yeah. do think. He's, but that's the thing, though. If you're productive, the Steelers don't care what role on the team you play. Yep. You know, since 2013, obviously minus last year, the the Steelers have thrown the ball over 500 times in every season, but one in the one season they didn't, they threw the ball 469 times and Roethlisberger only played 11 games in that season. We're, t- we're you know, this is a lot of kitchen contingency plans on Ben being healthy, but if Ben is healthy, I love this pick. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. like, got all the talent in the world. Um, I think that's it's possibility they might use it, utilize them at tight end, but I think they can utilize them at both positions, right? You know, they do have Ebron, but Ebron was a one-year band-aid to try to figure out. I think Claypool landed to them in the perfect spot. Claypool for me was hard to rank. Um, mm-hmm. At some points, I think at my highest fifteen, and then I'd kind of settled down, settled down around twenty. I think these next like five picks really could have been any ranked any which way, and I would have been okay with that. So Claypool is an easy uh, twenty, and I think that he's going to be a steal in round two of these rookie drafts. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> All right, so for me, sitting at nineteen, I'm going back to Vegas. I got Henry Ruggs there. I think some are going to have him a little bit higher, especially because he does have that draft capital, right? He got picked 12th overall. He's the speed guy. A lot of people are higher on him than than what I and, and, and you are. But I still think that the Raiders are trying to become more high-powered. You know what I mean? Um, it's all going to come back down to uh, Derek Carr. What is he capable? I've seen him. So it's funny. When he had his big year, right? He had his breakout year. He was the quarterback. I was like, I got to get him, right? I just want to take my chance, and I want to have him. And he actually – I won my 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 league that year. Um, but since that point, we haven't seen it, right? It's just been very hit and miss, very, very choppy. So I think now that he does have some weapons, albeit younger weapons on a crazy offseason that aren't going to have as much, you know, chemistry opportunity. So I get that. But I think the Vegas – I mean, yeah, the, the Raiders are really starting to – 
try and mold that offense, get some core pieces to it, and I think it can definitely fit. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use rugs. Yeah, they that was – man, he was – when I was talking about Claypool, he was one of those guys – Henry Ruggs was, I'm like, where do I rank rugs? Cause after day one, I was like, man, I love rugs. And mm-hmm. then of course, you know, day two and three come in play and here we sit and I don't like him as much as I did in day one. Um, for me, this is another guy that I teeter tottered with. I didn't know where to rank him a whole lot, but I like landing spot Zach Moss running back for Buffalo. Um, you know, you have Singletary there, right? Yep. You know, you have Frank Gore, you know, the, the ghost of Frank Gore still kind of tingering around. I think this is a long-term play. They don't buy into Singletary for some reason. I, I They just, you know, I think that they don't draft Moss if they, in when they did, if they fully bought into Singletary. I do think this is going to be more of a split back situation, yeah. which is very ugly for either guy, you know, full fantasy-wise, obviously rookie draft-wise. You know, Moss is an easy second-rounder. But um, personally, it's a it's an ugly situation in Buffalo. They run the ball a lot. They do. I think Moss is going to be the better pass catcher of the two. So I think that that's where he'll benefit as well. But you know, the lingering issues is what held Zach Moss back, right? If it wasn't for the injuries, he probably would have been you know one of the top you know five running backs off the board. But for me, this is a this is a decent landing spot for him. I don't love it, but I like it enough for him to be a second rounder. Yeah, I've got him slotted at 25 because of the injury concerns, and I love Zach Moss. I, I, I'm definitely someone who's who's been much higher on Zach Moss for quite some time. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's definitely going to be a shared backfield, I think. Um, if he can stay healthy, I think he could be – he'll be one of those steals in the rookie drafts, right? You know, someone's going to take that chance on him. Um, I think you're going to have to get him in the second round because um, it, it does hit a point, right? So you've got your first-round talents it hits a point in the second round where now you're essentially taking those dart throws. I don't think he's as much of a dart throw, um, but he kind of is because of health concerns. So I like the, I like him there, but yeah, I slotted him at 25 just because of that. But if it wasn't the injury thing, I'd probably have him closer to where you have him, maybe a little higher, but where are we at 18. All right. So this is one. And it's funny. I talk about injuries, right? <laughs> So I've got LaVisca Chenault slotted in at 18, who again, yeah, okay, injury concerns, I get that. But I and I whenever he got drafted, I told you like I I I kind of like this, right? And then I was like, no, yeah, no, well, I don't know, maybe. So I'm not totally sold on it, but at the same time, I am enough to slot him where I have him at 18. I think he can fit well into Jacksonville. Um, you know, he's a he's a quick, agile guy for his size. Um, he's got good hands. It's just, we got to see him on the field. That's always been our biggest knock on him is, is just staying on the field. Um, and I will say this and it's crazy. It's kind of hypocritical to say for me to have him here, but I was a huge, 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 huge guys fan. And I still am. I'm holding on to him a certain, in certain places. Um, and I understand receiver running back different positions, but I'm waiting for guys to, you know, break out still. And the difference being Chenault, has been hurt before the NFL Geist was pretty for the most part healthy until the NFL. Right. So it's a little bit different there, but um, I like him in Jacksonville. I think he can definitely be utilized in, in the, in a good way there. Um, it's going to be fun to see though. I, I think the Jacksonville offense is, is one to keep an eye on. Um, not saying they're going to be obviously the number one offense in the league, but I, I think that, the ball, right. They're huh? gonna be bad. So they're going to have to throw the ball. Yeah. Right? So, you know, 
you might have Minshew throwing the ball 30, 40 times a game just because they, they're behind. And LaVisca, again, the same way we just mentioned about Moss, healthy LaVisca, yeah. the best receivers in this class by far. Nope. Um, I think that this could end up being a steal for the Jaguars. I have them ranked a little, just a, a hair higher. But for me, this is, a, this is one. I love this guy. I'm not sure I love the landing spot. And that's Brandon Ayuk from the 49ers. <clears throat> My problem with this is, is we have games with the 49ers where they're throwing the ball 15 times. Yeah. And the games where, you know, they're competitive and they're throwing the ball 40 times. The consistency is a key for Ayuk. And I don't know if that consistency is necessarily there enough for me to have him ranked higher. I like some of these other receivers in this class a little bit better. Um, there's one guy that I teeter taught at the neck, you know, um, there's one guy I teeter-tottered with a whole lot um, with, you know, him going back and forth. You know, I think the next three guys that I have on my list are going to go back and forth between those three. I'll just go ahead and throw LaVisca on mine just because he's right there next, right before yours. But um, <clears throat> I like the landing spot for Ayuk. I think they're going to utilize him the best way they can. Um, I do think it was weird that they kind of passed on Lamb. Uh, Shanahan came out and said that Ayuk was their number one rated receiver on their board, which is interesting. It also kind of falls in line with some of the stuff that we did here down in Mobile. Mm -hmm. Again, if Ayuk, <laughs> the question, well, he kind of landed right around where he might have landed, whether his stock was up or down down in Mobile, but he had a he had could have had a great you know stock rise even higher down from Mobile. So I like the Ayuk landing spot for them. I'm a big fan of Ayuk, and I think that um, he would be a lot higher if it wasn't for the offense. For sure. So, slotting in at, what do we got, 17? 17 for me. C.D. Lamb. Ooh. It's simply because of the the crowd. You, you said it before, right? The The crowded wide receiver core. And when I say that to me, it's because of a, a a higher tiered wide receiver there, right? So Cooper, he's been been the wide receiver one since he's got there. Um, once he finally got, and it's funny to say that Dak is a better quarterback than Derek Carr, right? Because there's so many question marks still behind Dak. Um, but I do believe that Dak is a better quarterback. So, um, and then obviously Michael Gallup, he's definitely getting more involved once they finally got in that chemistry. I know that first. First go around with Dak and Gallup was a little bit rough. He kept overthrowing them, making it, you know, difficult for him to to score some fantasy points and get some, you know, NFL stats on the board. But um, I like the CD landing spot. I don't think it's a first year um, play, right? I, I think it's it's a little bit longer. It's going to be um, a longer game. I think that Gallup and Lamb can be closer in fantasy points than what people probably think. But I still think Cooper's far and away, you know, the the guy there. But when you look at it, and someone had actually pointed it out, um, where is it at? I got it over here. Cooper's contract. So technically, he's he's on the team through um, through the twenty twenty four season. But um, in twenty twenty two, dead cap is six million dollars. Do I think they cut him? Absolutely not. Right? Cooper's not a guy that you cut. But I think he at that point. If they wanted to, if CD Lamb comes in and just starts to light the world on fire, Gallup is still doing his thing, right? I think Cooper's one that could potentially get traded, and it wouldn't cost a lot of other, or it could, wouldn't cost the other teams too terribly much to really take him on because the Cowboys are paying essentially all of that guaranteed money right up front. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens long term in that one. So I think CD Lamb is is someone that you've got to be a little bit more patient with, but I think talent 
can definitely rise up. And I think he can see the field. He will see the field, right? They took him at what, 17. Um, and they always talk about that draft capital. So I'm a little bit lower on the lamb landing spot, but I'm also a little bit higher than some other guys. So I'm kind of in that middle. Want to see it, but I still like him a lot. You want me to go 16 or are you just going to, since you, you know, that's fine. Go ahead and go 16. That's fine. Since you jumped in and, well, I figure since I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, no. So it makes sense. For me, he's a guy you've already talked about. I got him a little bit higher than you, Brandon Ayuk. Um, I got him at 16. All the reasons you basically said. Um, it's just going to come down to what are they doing, right? Are they going to – if they throw the ball – you know what? Even if they throw the ball 19 to 24 times a game, I think I'd be okay with that because I think Ayuk is talented enough that if you gave him five targets, good targets, not just throw it over his head – if you give him a good five targets a game, um, you'd love to see more, right? You want to see more. But um, I think if you just get him the ball, I, I think he can make some plays, right? We saw it with Debo. Um, that's kind of his style of play. So he's able to definitely beat people in the 50-50 ball, even for not being you know a big, big body type guy. But I think Ayuk is someone that can definitely come in and make an impact. Um, they've got to find that second receiver, and I think Ayuk is it. I think him and Debo are going to have really phenomenal seasons, but it does come down to are they going to throw the ball eight times a game or are they going to throw it 27 times a game, right? That's going to be the interesting thing that we need to find out, but um, I like the landing spot for IU personally. Yeah, for me, I, I do, but I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. me, it's, it's – it's, I don't know. I think he's – obviously it goes Kittle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Know, that's that's the first mouth to feed, and then you go from there. But um, – to be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers have a down and maybe have a down year and they go a different direction with the quarterback position. Um, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. I know Jimmy G's contract is coming up and they have an out. So Take for Trevor. I oh god. <laughs> His offense. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk, number one receiver on the board. Um for me, this is a this is another one that I teeter totter back and forth. He was ranked much higher, like I said, after day one. Henry Ruggs, I can't really add anything that Stoops didn't add to. The only thing that I do think that might be in Ruggs' benefit is just the simple fact that they're going to be in an offense that's going to have to throw the ball 45 to 50 times because that division is loaded with talent. That's going to be one, probably the most fun division to yeah, watch for sure. this coming season, right? The Chargers are retooled. That Chargers defense is insane, and yeah. they only got better – the last two days so for me the chargers are insane the chargers instantly upgraded at the quarterback position as well um for me personally he's probably the second best quarterback in the division right um but the, you know it's it's crazy to me that that the offensive weapons in this division are as deep as they are but that's the concern as well with rugs is what we've talked about since day one is this guy a fantasy contributor or is he an actual football contributor? Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure he's going to be able to be both. Yeah, for sure. So for me, slotting in at the 15 spot is a guy that we saw down in uh, Mobile. Mr. Michael Pittman. I really like him in Indy. It's just for me, um, Rivers is there this year, right? But then it's kind of like, what's past that? You know what I mean? That That's kind of the, the long-term concern for me. But nonetheless, I like the landing spot in, in um, Indianapolis. I think they needed someone like him. They, they've got some other talented guys there, obviously. Um, but I think they've really, really improved that offense big time. I think they've really, really improved it. Um, 
I'm sure we'll both get to a guy later on to talk about, but um, I like it. I, 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 I think he actually is one that can come in and have a, have a really good rookie campaign. Um, not saying he's going to necessarily be, you know, the wide receiver one in the rookies, but I think he could definitely be one of the top five, potentially top three wide receivers. So I definitely want to see where, where that thing, where that goes. Um, it almost seems like with, with how the Colts drafted that they're trying to run the ball as well. You know, they, they love to, to run the ball and I don't know if Marlon Mack was the answer, but I'll get into that one a little bit later, but I like the Michael Pittman landing spot and, um, Oh good. Ricky's back. <laughs> Sorry. <about that. laughs> uh, okay. So for me, I love this pick. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I wanted to rank Pittman higher. I argued with myself about how I could rank him higher. Um, you know, since, since uh, Frank Wright has become the head coach, they threw the ball 644 times in 2018. And then in 2019, they threw the ball um, 500 and I think 14 times. So for me, that's 1,100 passes being thrown. Not only that, now you bring a quarterback that is 10 times better than the quarterback that they had last year in Phillip Rivers. Obviously, I think they might game plan a little bit differently. As you pointed out, a guy we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but Michael Pittman's the number two receiver on the scene. Right yeah. away. You know what I mean? Looking at their depth chart – I mean, could be potentially the number one, depending on how often T.Y. Uh, T. Hilton gets hurt, right? Yeah. I mean, he kind of comes in here, and he is an automatic target machine. Um, I think Pittman, the more I talk about him, the more I think I might have wished I ranked him a little bit higher in this offense. Frank Wright throws the ball a lot, and Michael Pittman's going to catch the ball a lot. I think that he's going to have well over probably 50 or 60 catches this year. I, I could see that easily happening. Mm-hmm. 50, 60 catches, 700, 800 yards, maybe, you know, half a dozen touchdowns. And that that right there is great fantasy value as is. I think Pittman is going to be a fantastic steal. I think T.Y. Hilton's not necessarily a long-term play. You know what I mean? He's it, It's the health, right? Yeah. If T.Y. Hilton stays healthy, he's one of the best receivers in this game. But, well, and well, Hilton's a free agent after this year. Exactly. So that, no. that factors in as well. And, of course, his health issues, he's mm-hmm. not going to get a big contract. No. So – it's it's Pittman, and obviously, like you said, though we're running off of Rivers for a season. Um, there's still a lot of quarterbacks left in the draft that have not been drafted. You got Eason, you've got Fromm, you've got Gordon. You know, you've got a couple guys that still aren't drafted. Um, they're still on the board four through seven starts. You know, here in just a couple hours, so they might draft that quarterback of the future, but they might go Rivers and Brissett and be okay. So for me, it's 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 a great landing spot for Pittman. It's probably one of my favorite landing spots of the receivers. Um, he's probably top three or four receivers uh, landing spots in my opinion, but um, I love the move and I'm excited about it. Absolutely. So oh, where am I at? for me sitting at number 14, I I'm kind of surprised you didn't have this guy a little bit higher, but maybe I'm just, you know, bigger fan. I don't know. Anyway, um, just kidding. I put Adam Troutman up this high because I love the landing spot that much. I, I love him in, in new Orleans. I think he's going to definitely be a, a, a piece that gets really involved in that offense because of his athletic ability, right? You love to see the athletic tight ends sure-handed. I mean, you saw you saw when they were given the highlight films, right? Whenever he got drafted and they're showing their game. He's catching it out here one-handed. He's out here just bullying people around. And now, obviously, is he going to be able to bully people around at the NFL level? No, not necessarily. You know, they're much more physical, much stronger, much faster. I get it. But I think Troutman's a guy that's going to come in and definitely, definitely make an impact, make a name for himself early. Um, I love the landing spot. Um, he's definitely my tight end one. Um, he's already been my tight end one. I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah. 
but by yeah. far now, like seeing that landing spot, he it's not even close, right? It's not even close for me. So I slotted him at 14. I had I had an issue trying to figure out where I wanted to land him. Do I want to take a tight end that high in this rookie draft? And the more I think about it, it's it's round two. Yeah, I probably would, right? You know what I mean? You know, he's probably not going to, you know, if you pick in that top, what, you pick in the top, you know, 12, you're picking in the, what, 10, 11, 12 area. I don't hate taking him there because you know he's not going to be there mm-hmm. whenever the, you know, your pick comes back around. So for me, that's where it gets interesting as well. Um, so for me, let's go here. This one's going to be highly controversial, and I really don't care. Um, Tua, 14. Um, look, we're not talking super flex here. Obviously, we're talking super flex. Tua is probably, you know, maybe top five, top ten. I, I don't know. I don't like Tua, but there's a big but here. I do like the landing spot. Healthy Tua, I don't know what fantasy value he br- I, I just don't see it, right? I don't. I don't like the fit. I don't like it at all. There's not much I can say about it. I know this is going to be a lot lower than some people have him. Um, I don't know where you have him, Stoops. Um, but for me, I, I I don't like – big game two is not a thing. So, yeah. What you guys well, but how many big games are, is Miami going to be in? Well, I think a lot. I think this team has a chance to make the playoffs next year. I think they do too. I think they've done really – Does he play this year is the other question. Right? Well, that's – yeah, for sure. But I also think, I think sitting where we are now, I think Miami's got to be one of the winners of the drafts, right? I think they've actually done much better than what a lot of people thought they would. Um, I know it was questioned, you know, is Tua going to be first, second quarterback off the board? Um, obviously, he he was one of the top ones off. Um, so anyway, where are we? I'm at 13. So sitting at 13 for me is Cam Akers. Um, I like him a lot. I, I still am a fan. I know that you're, for whatever reason, not a fan. Um, I think he's someone that could definitely come in and he can come in, make a name for himself. Um, I think that offense is, I don't want to say they're in a full rebuild state. I don't think they're there, but I also don't know if they, they really have that running back there currently that they trust in. I think Cam Akers is someone that's going to come in and really start to make a name for himself early. Um, I love his abilities, and I'm not going to go to the Florida State argument that everyone gives, but um, he's going to have much much better people around him to help his production. So I like Cam Akers. I think it's a good landing spot, personally. I I do, too. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure um, what to say there because he's – Higher on my ranking, so I'll talk about him a little bit. Um, for me personally, what? Hold on, sorry, I gotta figure out where my pick is here. Um, hey, Roger. Yeah, I know, right? Just kidding. Where's your comfy chair? Man, right? Did you see? It was funny. You, you saw that words. Everyone started like tweeting out, like, "Oh, Roger's getting tired. He's in his uh his big comfy chair." Exactly. That's the that's the weird thing for me. Coming at number thirteen, I got T Higgins. Um, I like the landing spot. I like it a lot. I just like the other guys landing spots in front of him a little bit more. Um, Tegan's for me is super talented. Um, Joe, <laughs> I just put it in. Just yeah. It in. For me, what I love the most about this landing spot is Cincinnati's going to throw the football. And like you pointed out when we were talking about it, AJ Green is probably more than likely gone after this year. But 
if you think about it, Boyd, Green, and Higgins, that is going to be a pretty deadly offense for Burrow to start off with. I really wish, I was really hoping that, I was happy to see Troutman go off the board, but I really was kind of hoping that he would fall to the first pick of the uh, of the mm-hmm. fifth round and then land right in Cincinnati's lap, which is why I think New Orleans jumped in front of front of them and, and grabbed him when they did last night. But Higgins is a monster, right? Six four. Um, I think he's going to be a red zone threat. I think him, Boyd, and Green in the red zone is going to be hard to cover. I don't care yeah. what kind of defense you have, right? Um, and it depends on what they do at the tight end position. And, of course, you have Mixon out of the backfield. Let's not forget about how good Mixon is. Mixon's a very good back, very talented back. Um, I really feel like Bur- every kept, everybody comes talking, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. You know, it's a great landing spot for Burrow. They have offense, mm-hmm. and they have an offensive-minded head coach. I love the landing spot. I love Higgins. Higgins – Again, the next um, three receivers that I have ranked are kind of all jumbled together, and I could have easily seen it. If you want to go Higgins above the next three or the, the next few guys I have, I'm perfectly fine with it. But I like the I like the move a whole lot. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Everything you said, I, I like him in Cincinnati. I think him and Burrow are going to definitely be able to build that chemistry. Um, Mixon's there, right? So I, I think it could be built into an offense that's – that's one to be to be worried about, right? I feel like last year it was kind of like, yeah, they had some pieces, they could get stuff done, but nobody was overly concerned with it per se. Um, I think things are changing there, hopefully, right? Um, I mean, when you have the first overall pick, you got to make some got to make some moves. So I think Burrow's a good move, and I think getting Higgins there um, amongst what they have elsewhere. And yeah, I think um, I think AJ Green. I mean, he's what thirty, going to be thirty two years old, um, free agent after this year, injury concerns. I just. I, I don't see him there much longer. They might, you know, give him one of those vet contracts, right? It's where it's, you know, a two-year deal, team-friendly, potentially get out after one more year. We'll see what happens, but um, I like the landing spot for Higgins, absolutely. All right, so my 12 is going to be bada bang. Um, I like Justin Herbert. I do. Um, this is going to be based on need. If you need a quarterback, you draft him higher. Right. Um, for me personally, uh, I like Herbert a whole lot. I think that he is the most gifted quarterback potentially in this draft outside of Burrow. Um, I think that he's got potential to be that guy on the next level. And I, th- I love the landing spot. The weapons are a bit of a question. Right. You know what I mean? They don't outside of Eckler. Henry doesn't stay healthy. Keenan Allen has a question mark with health, but I like Allen. But how long? How much longer is Allen going to be playing? So that's another question mark for me as well. Justin Herbert, I, I you know, I love Herbert. We've talked about him on the show a whole lot, and I, that's why I got him slotted number twelve. Apparently, I love him a little bit more than you. But um, so where am I at? Sitting at eleven. This, this is, is funny. No- this is not to interrupt you. So it kind of gets funny here, like not knowing each other's rankings and then seeing where some of these guys landed. It's kind of funny the 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 kind of the live reaction to, oh, he like he must not like these guys, and it's kind of crazy to me. I don't know. It's funny. Sorry to interrupt you. So sitting at eleven, um, got Denzel Mims. I absolutely love love the landing spot and um for the Jets. I think he's definitely going to be a guy that comes in and is going to be a huge weapon for Darnold. Um, I really, really would love to see them get Le'Veon Bell more involved, which is going to open up the receivers. Um, I think with Robbie Anderson gone, I think Denzel Mims is going to come in and f- fill that role very, very well. Um, I think it's it's going to do nothing but help Sam Darnold. Um, Denzel Mims is an absolute stud. 
Um, I mean, look what he did when he had Charlie Brewer throwing him the ball, right? And I, I'm a fan of Brewer. I am. But I don't think he's going to be a top NFL quarterback. So when he's able to do that, now obviously Big 12, high-power offenses, right? Just kind of a score a lot of points, get a lot of yards type of system. Um, so a little bit different there. But overall, I think Denzel Mims going to the Jets is a, a big get for them. And I'm a huge fan of that one. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it as well. I got him a little bit higher myself. Um, sliding in at my number 11 splat. Splat? Splat, nice. splat whatever. Spot is DeAndre Swift. Um, look, I like Swift. I hate this landing spot so much. I do think that he could probably easily be the best running back on this team because On Johnson is what On Johnson is. Um, I think that was a bad pick whenever they made it. I don't think that he was worthy of the capital that they had. Um, they're a good team, kind of. <laughs> um, kind they, do, of. <laughs> they ran the ball 400 times last year, right? Let's just say Swift gets half of those carries next year. You know what I mean? I think that he's going to be a good back. There's To me, there's just too much more talent in front of him that I like a whole lot. I like. I think Swift can still be – I like what I said yesterday. I, um, I, the biggest question mark for me is, is, is the regime, regime right? So you have Patricia. They have a bad year. Patricia's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, their GM might be gone too, right? I think Stafford's probably gone. Okay. Uh, do, does, the new, does the new coaching staff, does the new GM, do they buy into Swift, right? So that's the, that's the first thing that kind of bothers me. Whenever you're landing in a spot where the coach could be fired at the end of the year, you know, Darius guys, he was poised to be that thing. You know what I mean? And now it's like, Obviously, the injuries didn't help him, but you know he's fallen further and further down the depth. Who knows if he's even on the Redskins rosters starting opening day? You know what I mean. But there's other teams that I think whenever you look at the broad scale of things, I just don't like the landing spot at all for Swift. I don't like it at all. I think it was for me one of the worst landing spots. I mean, the, you've seen what they've done with Carryon Johnson. I just don't trust that they're going to get the running backs involved. Now, I think Swift is a much better talent, right? Yeah, much better talent than Carry on Johnson, but I don't like that landing spot at all. Um, I was definitely hoping for him to go somewhere else. Um, so sliding in at number ten for me is Mr. Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, I absolutely love that landing spot. I think that what Tampa is doing is absolutely phenomenal. Right? They already had, and I know I'm going to the receivers on it, but they already had Evans. They had Godwin. Um, they got Gronk. Right? Rojo in some people's eyes is, is, is a better talent than, you know, what he's shown on the field per se. I think he, he showed what he was able to do last year, but I, I think Keyshawn Vaughn coming in, I think that's a phenomenal ad. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what that offense does. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a scary offense, right? You know, for, put it this way, Jameis Winston. Yeah. He threw 30 plus interceptions, whatever, but he threw like 30 touchdowns as well. So imagine, when you get a more accurate quarterback in there um, who does love to dump it off to the, the running back. And we talked about it, right? Vaughn worked on his pass catching ability, um, came back for the senior season type thing and really worked on that pass catching um, aspect to it. So I think he's going to definitely come in and excel. I think they're going to get him involved and I'm excited to see what they do with Vaughn. So the next guy that I want to talk about, and I like a little bit more, well, a lot of bit more than you did. Um, well, not, you know, maybe seven spots or so, but um and that's going to be C.D. Lamb. Um, you talked me into him a little bit more than I thought at first. Uh, obviously, I think that he comes in. He's the number one, number two receiver. 
he's light years more talented than Gallup is. I think Gallup's <laughs> every <laughs> Gallup's dynasty uh, uh, a stock just went plummeting down. You know what I mean? These last 40, 48 hours. Um, for me, the stuff of the stuff that stands out. Mike McCarthy likes to throw the football. Okay. Mike, Mike McCarthy over the last two seasons with Green Bay, they threw the ball over 500 times every single season. I mean, I'm looking back at the 2016 right now, and even in 2016, they threw the ball 620 times, you know, 570 times in 2017. And then, of course, if you look at, the, you know, and then you look at 2050, obviously we're talking Aaron Rodgers, but the fact of the matter is, is this, they're going to throw the ball. McCarthy likes to throw the ball. McCarthy's going to get the ball in his best player's hands. And I'm sorry, I still think that's going to be C.D. Lamb. I still think C.D. Lamb's going to be a better receiver in this league than Amari Cooper is. Um, I think Lamb is super-duper talented. I think that he's the best offensive weapon on this team outside of Zeke now. And the more I thought about it after 24 hours later, I was like, man, I hate this landing spot. I don't love it right away. If he would have went somewhere else, he probably would have ranked, probably been our, what, top five or six had he landed maybe with like the 49ers or had he landed with – uh, anywhere else really. But for me, this is a long-term play. I even think it's the first, uh, first year play. I really feel like that CD lamb could be the best rookie receiver in this class this year, yardage, touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera. I think they're going to utilize them. I like McCarthy and what he does with his offense fantasy wise, throwing the ball 500, 550 times a year. Cooper can't get all this. And mm-hmm. then if, I think, I think the pecking order is going to be obviously Cooper, then it's going to be lamb. Or it could be Cooper, Zeke, Lamb, depending on how you look at it. But actually passing the ball, I still think that that Lamb gets a hundred targets this year. So you think he gets that many targets? I think he gets a hundred targets this year. Wow, yeah. interesting. All I right. think that he's going to supplant. The only thing that's going to hold him back this year, maybe, is is depending on how long camp draws out. Right? You True. know what I mean? That that factors it in. True. So for me, slotting in at number nine, I know some will have him higher, but I'm still a huge, huge fan of it. I got Clyde at number nine. Um, it kind of, you'll you'll see. See, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think we went about our rankings differently for certain positions. I'll just say that. Yeah. So um, you went higher on the quarterbacks. I correct. Tell. Correct. Yeah. Um, I love Clyde in, in Kansas City. I think he's going to be be the guy there. Um, I think they drafted him for that purpose. I mean, you look at Dame. We we talked about that, right? So I think Damian Williams. Um, he's basically a free agent after this year. Um, it's, it's, I think he's, I think he's out. Um, he's what 20, he's going to be 28 years old. So I think Clyde's the guy this year. Um, and going forward, will they bring in someone else? I'm sure. Right. Very, very few offenses have that bell cow. I mean, we're talking like a Barkley, a Zeke. I know there's someone else because it was mentioned, but I don't remember, but those are the first two that really come into mind, right? Like where it's a, it's a bell cow, type offense. So, and I, I don't see Kansas city really ever going that route, but I think yeah. they're going to have their, they're going to have their guy. And I think Clyde is it. I think he's just such a physical runner. He can, he's a, <laughs> he's an amazing pass catcher. Yeah. Amazing pass. Wait, catcher. wait, he is, he is. Yeah. And once I heard, you, I saw tweets on draft day. I yeah. thing otherwise. Yeah. Well, he's an amazing pass catcher. Once you get the ball into his hand, he can make plays. He can definitely make it happen. So I think going to that Kansas city offense, high powered already, I think he's going to be a phenomenal fit there. Yeah, that that whew, that kind of surprised me. I I I I'm a little floored. Obviously, I, I think the difference of approach in the quarterbacks here for us, I think that's kind of what um, is going to alter our top tier rankings here a little bit. But um, that's that's definitely interesting. I, I, but I do but I do agree a whole lot. I like the landing spot. For me, number nine, Denzel Mims. 
um, talking about benefiting from the landing spot, mm-hmm. right? Um, Robbie Anderson's gone. Uh, you know, the Jets – look, the Jets are going to have to throw the ball. I mean, Adam Gase is is what Adam Gase is, right? We, we don't know what that is. We, do we even know that Adam Gase will be the head coach of the New York Jets next offseason? We don't know that. So you have Crowder, you have Perriman. Perriman's a one-year contract. Um, Darnold, I think, is a great talent. I think that he is a very, very good quarterback in a very, very bad situation. I do agree with what you said. I really hope they lean on Bell a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I don't re- – like this is such a waste of a talent right there with Bell. Bell is a phenomenal athlete. When he gets the ball, he's one of the best running backs in football. And at one time, when his last two seasons at the, at the the with, with Pittsburgh – he was the best running back in football. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, I understand he took the year off. I understand that they're saying that this wasn't Gase's signing, which is understandable. I, I understand that. But Bell is a phenomenal talent. Utilize him, please, because yep. what you can do with him, you can set Darnell, Darnold up for the, you know, play action pass. You can, and you look at the weapons you have, you know, Mims to me is automatically probably the best receiver on this team. I, I'm not a Jamison Crowder guy. Rashad Pyramid, I think that he was a benefit of playing for a Tampa Bay team that had to throw the ball 60 times a game, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's what he utilized in, tor- in order to get him a, a nice little contract. But me, for, for me as a collective whole, I think that this is a no-brainer, uh, you know, top. This is a no-brainer first-round pick for me. Yeah, I would agree. I love that landing spot. So for me, coming in at number eight, um, this is where it really starts to, to change, I guess. I got Tua up here. Um, I think with what Miami's doing, I think they, they, um, they're making it happen, right? Will he play this year? We don't know. I think they, they've got. I love Preston Williams. I love him there. Um, I meant to pull it up and I didn't, but kind of what picks they've got coming up. So it's right here, Miami. Cool. Um, I mean, they've still got you know two in the fourth round. I think they can still pick up a receiver um, to help. You're much higher on Parker than <laughs> I am. Yeah. Um I please draft I, AGG. I can't believe he hasn't gone off the board. Anyway, um I think Tua can come in and, and I think they've done enough on that offense. They've really shored up the offensive line. Well, they've drafted to to help shore it up, right? We we won't know until we see him on the field, but um they're 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 drafting to protect their quarterback, which is a phenomenal thing. You definitely want to see that happen. So, um I think the landing spot in Miami is a, a better landing spot than than what I maybe had originally thought after seeing what they've done on the other picks, right? I think that's kind of what maybe or kind of what boosted my my Tua ranking a little bit. Um, do I still think he will be a top notch phenomenal quarterback? I'm still a little hesitant on it, but I think what they're doing is catering to him and definitely going to help him out. So I have moved him up my rankings clearly. Yeah, clear, and that's fine. <clears throat> I think the problem with I have is is I'm still concerned with the weapons on offense. I like Parker, as I've mentioned. They haven't addressed the running game. I mean, Jordan Howard. I mean, that's that's yeah. who we're gonna have run the ball. Um, for me, it's been kind of alarming. I don't think the running backs that are left are really gonna like. It's I really feel like Jordan Howard's really benefited from this weekend. It's kind of weird because I, I look Jordan Howard's not a bad running back, and he's had a mm-hmm. few good seasons, and he was good for Chicago. But for me, uh, as a collective whole, it's it's still weird um, to kind of see. Um, you know, yeah. I would like ball. to see LaMichael P. Ryan, DJ Dallas, someone like that go there. I think, be bad I, I think I think that could work, but yeah, I'm looking at it here past that. I know Michael Warren's ranked a lot lower, but 
You go, yeah. I would say I would say would draft a receiver though. I mean, they need one. I like Parker oh, well, like yeah. said, a little bit more than I do. Um, Gasecki's not a bad little tight end. Um, and and again, it's two is two going to play this year? You know, yeah. what I mean, that's that's the big factor as well. I think he does. I mean, probably be after you know Fitzpatrick throws his eight hundred and thirty third pick six for his career. But sliding at number eight, um, this is your guy. I mean, obviously, yeah. I, you know Jalen Rager, Philadelphia. This landing spot's beautiful. Um, Jeffries, I think, is gone this year, after this year. Um, Wentz is there long-term. Uh, well, we think, anyway, you know, besides the Hurts um, draft pick. But Jalen Rager is phenomenal. The the Eagles throw the ball. They throw the ball a lot. And they're going to continue to throw the ball. First year, I, I, I've tempered my expectations just because I'm not 100% sure what we're doing with Jeffries. You mm-hmm. still have Ertz. You still have Goddard. I still think one of those, Ertz or Goddard, maybe might be gone in a year or two. You know what I'm saying? I, I just feel maybe Ertz. I think it would be Ertz. Yeah. Right, because of his age. But, you know, they're still, they still have a young nucleus of weapons that I think that are going to be fantastic. And Wentz is one of the best quarterbacks in football. Um, if the guy can stay healthy, he'll showcase that. I mean, the year that they went to the Super Bowl, they I still believe they still would have went to the Super Bowl and yeah. won the Super Bowl. It, it, the Eagles were just phenomenal that year, and it was because of Wentz. Um, the injury didn't help at all, but I love Wentz. I know you love Wentz, and I love the landing spot for Rager. Rager just – he's a phenomenal talent. And, and it was insane to me um, – who is it? Was it Skip Bayless? That was knocking the 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 Rager draft. I think it was Skip. Well, obviously, let's talk about who we're talking about here. But I think it was Skip Bayless talking about how Jalen Rager was awful or something like that, you know. <laughs> and it was just like, obviously, you know, he, he doesn't know anything about anybody outside of what Jerry Judy probably. Yeah. But this is a perfect, perfect landing spot. And we knew whatever receiver landed in Philadelphia was going to be here. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be in that top tier. Yeah. All right. So slotting <clears throat> in at number seven for me. Um I got Justin Jefferson going to Minnesota. With Diggs out, I think Jefferson slots in immediately to that number two two spot. Thielen, I think, is still going to be their top target guy there. Um, but I think Jefferson definitely slots in very, very well. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is going to benefit by having that second option now. We saw what he could do with Thielen and Diggs there. Um, I love Jefferson going there. I think it's going to be a phenomenal fit. Um, especially if, you know, a, a healthy Dalvin cook back there, I think that's going to be, be awesome. Yeah. I've got nothing to add to this because I completely left Jefferson off my list. So it's, it's cool. You know what I mean? It's cool. I completely forgot about Jefferson. I don't know how I did that, but, um, I wrote this thing down like 75 times last night and now I got to reevaluate my entire life right now. So, Clearly. you know, it's cool. I'm, I'm cool with making a, <laughs> an idiot out of myself on the, uh, on the air right here. Um, for me, sliding in at number seven, um, I've gone back and forth on this one, right? Um, for me, it's Cam Akers. Um, I like this a lot more than you do. Um, obviously, just sliding in at number seven. I think that this is a slam dunk. I, I really do. I really had Akers a little bit higher at first. Um, I still think that he could be maybe the fifth running back off the board, maybe the fourth running back on the board. I like a couple other guys a little bit better. Um I think that he's going to be utilized to perfection. The biggest problem they have is that offensive line. He goes from one of the worst offensive lines in college football to one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. And that could be an issue, but I think that he'll be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, I'm not a big acres guy. I wasn't a big acres guy. I'm still not a big acres guy, but I love this landing spot. He's going to get the ball and he's going to have to, um, you know, they're going to have to give him the ball. He's the best running back on that team now. Right. So, you know, he slides in at number seven. Cool. 
For me, getting into the top six now, I have one Jalen Rager. Everything you said, right? He, he's it's a phenomenal fit. Um, I've got Wentz in my home league. Um, I absolutely love that fit for him. I also have Aaron Rodgers, so there's that. But um, Wentz is kind of my 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 long term play here. But I love <laughs> love the the Rager addition to that offense. I think he's going to slot in very very well. He's finally got a quarterback who will really throw him the ball. And I think an offensive uh, scheme head coach, offensive coordinator that will get him involved on like TCU did in his final season there. So um, I love the fit. I think it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And I think he's going to be, I think he's one that come rookie, his rookie season. I think he's the one that, that could be the top guy this year. Yeah, I, wise. I, I totally agree hundred percent. He's super talented, uber talented, right? Um, let's see here. Did you forget someone again and you have to just Nobody asked you. Nobody asked you. <laughs> uh, to be honest, so I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it real quick. I'm still not as high on Justin Jefferson as you are. I probably would have slotted him for, I would have slotted him one spot ahead of Henry Ruggs on my list, which was 16. Or, 16 no, probably, 15, I would have slotted, slotted him probably 16 ish. Um, I, I still don't like the landing spot a whole, whole lot. I, I wish he would have landed somewhere else. I still like think that Jefferson's a, a, an uber talented guy, but for me, um, sliding at number six here, um, probably my favorite landing spot of any of the receivers. Just really wish I believed. I think Jerry Judy would have been a top three for me if I would have believed in Jerry Luck. And, and I don't really think that I do. Um, but <clears throat> I thought about this last night. If the Broncos suck, could the Broncos end up with Trevor Lawrence? You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I just want to know what teams are going to be bad enough that I can start, you know, pegging in that area. Last year, we knew Miami was going to be terrible. So everybody was like, ah, well, Miami's going to be terrible. We're probably going to go ahead and slot two of there. And what happened? You know what I mean? He, yeah. He landed there, right? You know, there's a lot of teams that didn't play. I love Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy's all world. I wish I believed luck a little bit more. Our luck, luck a little bit more. Um, as you can see, I guess you hey, they could go talk. get him, talk him out of retirement. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, you got Judy at five, so it's explainable. Jerry Judy's all world. I've we've talked about him on this show so many times, and I've waved that flag so many times. I, I think, I, though, I just think Cortland Sutton, Jerry yeah. Judy, Noah Fant, throw some Deshaun Hamilton in there. All right, whatever, KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler, I just think, yeah, I think Drew Locke is, I get it. We got to see it, right? We got to see it. But I think the weapons are there, like very good weapons. So And they're going to have to throw the ball, right? Their defense is their defense They've got Melvin Gordon back there. Right. They've still got Phillip Lindsay. I think, I think this addition, obviously it's off-season hype, right? You know, we're obviously uh, – we're gonna we're gonna hype up some guys that we want to see go a little bit better, but um, I think Drew Locke can have a very very good season. Not saying he's gonna be you know a QB one necessarily. Um, could be a, a high end QB two though. Um, you know I, I I love it. I love that landing spot for Judy. I think it's gonna just it's gonna boost Cortland Sutton. It's gonna boost Fant, um, which is gonna help me in one of my leagues, which is awesome. Um. I love the lame spot. Uh, you you kind of ever said you, you said everything right. He's he's all world. He's he's ultra talented. And that's the thing. Like it, it, we forget the factor in. We don't forget the fact. We talked about it already with a couple of these other teams. We talked about the Raiders. Um, this entire division is loaded with talent. If you're playing the Chiefs twice a year, you're going to have to throw the ball a lot. 
if you're you're going to have to produce points, especially in this division, the Raiders. I still think the Raiders could score thirty points a game. Mm-hmm. Their defense might give up forty points a game, and too, that's but, just it. They could you know, they could still lose. The Broncos are going to have to throw the ball probably forty times a game, and you're going to probably throw it to your best receiver, who's Jerry Judy. Right? Period. End of story. Jerry Judy is probably their best receiver now. Not close. It's really not. I mean, no offense to Sutton, but it, it, Jerry Judy mm-hmm. is better than. Uh, light years better than Sutton, in my opinion. Um, I, I saw that little, like, what are you talking about, Ricky? Um, but it's all right. So for me, I... We're all entitled to our own opinion. We are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went back and forth on this one. I'm struggling on this one right now. Um, yeah, I'm just going to... This was, this, was, this was prime real estate for me. Um, I love this landing spot. I love 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 this i am the happiest man in the world for this landing spot because Keyshawn vaughn is going to be their back um Keyshawn vaughn the only reason he is not ranked higher is because of the landing spots in front of him that is literally the only reason and because they're going to throw the ball a lot down in tampa um he has no competition in that backfield i'm sorry ronald jones fans he's not Keyshawn vaughn is an upgrade at that position Ronald Jones is not bad, but once they start giving Vaughn the ball, he's going to catch 40 balls this year. Go ahead and mark it down in your calendars right here. If they come out with a prop bet, Keyshawn Vaughn's going to catch 40 balls easily this year. Uh, I think that he's got over 1,000 yards this year coming. Um, 1,000 total or 1,000 rushing? Total, total, total. I think so, he's got it. Okay, so Ronald Jones had over 1,000 total yards last year. Exactly. So, I mean, and then you throw Peyton Barber in there as well, right? No, so, I think he's gone. He's gone, but I'm talking about his stats. Oh, you know okay, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you throw Peyton Barber in there with his stats, and you're looking at a highly talented back who is a three-down back. Ronald Jones can't, you know, he can't block a a dog coming in to try to protect um, Tom Brady, and it, that's going to be the most important thing. The thing well, about what kind it of is, dog are we talking about? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if I okay. Well, right. exactly. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think that's what's going to set Keyshawn Vaughn apart from the rest. Uh, uh, you know, where the rest from keep uh, from Ronald Jones is the fact that he's going to be able to be that three down back. They're going to run that hurry up offense. They're going to run that two minute drill and Keyshawn Vaughn's going to be on the football field, a dump off pass. You can line up Vaughn wide. You can line up in the backfield. You can line him up wherever you want to line up Vaughn, line him up. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to produce. I am teetering towards the idea of depends on the off season. The only question mark for me is the off season is getting the reps in there with Vaughn. But the yeah. good thing about it is, Ronald Jones doesn't have any reps with Tom Brady either. So that's the plus side, right? Tom Brady, this offense is going to be, it's not going to be a whole lot different, but I think it's going to be more suited to Brady's capabilities. And with that being said, I love, love, love Keyshawn Vaughn. I even teetered with him being in my top three. I'm going to be honest with you. Wow. And you've been much higher on Vaughn since essentially day one and this landing spot's brilliant i I, this is the perfect i said the rams i actually said the rams or the bucks would be the perfect landing spot Mm -hmm. for him and here we are so if it wasn't for the one quarterback that i love and a few of the other running backs landing spots i would have probably Keyshawn vaughn in my top three like it all right so let me make sure i got it copied before i paste nothing um number four for me Oh, oh where are we going J.K. Dobbins, um, and once you see the other ones, you'll it'll make more sense, I guess. But um, he is my RB two. Spoiler for the number one spot, but I love him in, in Baltimore. I mean, when you look at it, um, he's going to share the backfield with uh, Mark Ingram this year. I, I think they're going to get both of them involved, but I think J.K. Dobbins is the answer there. He's going to be their guy long term. 
Um, I absolutely love the landing spot. They love to run the ball, obviously, but as, it's funny, right? As I said later or earlier on, I hope they start to throw the ball a little bit more, but J.K. Dobbins can get involved in the passing game, right? He, yep. he can catch the ball. He can do everything after the catch. So even if they start throwing it more, he can still get involved with it, and I think he can just benefit all around. Because um, looking at it, I have it over here. Yeah, so Mark Ingram shows free agent after the 2021 season, so he could even potentially be there you know, this year into next season as well. Um, he might, I don't think he will, but it's almost like he could potentially retire, you know, after this season. I don't think it happens. I think if he continues to do what he's doing, I think Ingram stays around, but, um, at worst it's, it's a 1.3 million dead cap, right. Going into the 2021 season. So again, you want to, a lot of these offenses are having those two running backs for 1.3 million. I mean, obviously the salary is going to be a little bit more than that going into the 2021 season for Ingram, but, um, I think they'll they'll keep them both around, but I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be be the guy there. It's it's going to be his his offense on the the backfield. So I love that landing spot personally. Love it. I like it a whole lot too. Well, I love it. Well, I, I I'm just kidding. I'll show. <laughs> Clyde edwards uh everything that you said earlier. Um, I wasn't a obviously the fantasy circles are, are jumped up in, in, in a roar. Yeah. He's RB one without even realizing anybody else where they were going to land. Obviously just a few hairs uh, higher than you are on him. Um, my problem with the chiefs is this, there's a lot of mouths to feed and yes, they're going to have a running back and he's probably going to be the guy after this year. He'll split, he'll split some times with, with Williams in year one, your Williams can be gone. Or even if Williams signs a, a, a smaller contract or sticks around to be the back, Edwards Zellaire is going to be the guy. So that's why I'm as high as I do. The one thing that I do think that he does well enough to warrant this number four is he catches the ball out of the backfield. That's the big one for me. I mean, you're going to have to catch the ball in order to um, play on this offense. And I think that he's going to be a beautiful safety net for, um, one of the best quarterbacks in football and Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah. And it's like, the thing is like, so if you think about it, you say there's a lot of mouths to feed, which you're not wrong. I think, cause think about it when Kareem hunt was doing Kareem hunt things, yep. he was, I don't know. I don't remember if he was actually the RB one, but he was top three, right? Tyree kill top five, Travis Kelsey, number one tight end. So I think I think that yeah, there may be a lot of mouths to feed, but they're all playing different positions. They all get involved in different ways. Um, I think he can fit in very, very well. Yeah, I've got him down at nine, um, but it's, it's still just a first round pick, right? It, yeah, it, and it's it's honestly it it just what it comes down to is is RB3? it a super flex league? Is it a QB one league? Yeah, he's yeah. actually yeah he's the RB three. Yeah, so it's definitely just because I have him nine overall. It's just because I have my quarterbacks ranked a little bit higher than that, just because of the importance behind it. Um, and I'll be honest, going into it, I did kind of have more of that super flex mentality to it. Um, I talk about that beforehand, but that's okay. Um, but I still like the landing spots nonetheless. So anyway, um, where am I at? Three. I'm at three. So copy, paste. Justin Herbert. I like the landing spot more than than you had talked up earlier. Um, yeah, Keenan Allen. He had you know a couple injuries back back in the day, but I think overall. I'm not too terribly concerned with with the the health issues that were that were brought up. I think he's been 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 on the field long enough. Um, showed that he can you know stay healthy with it. Obviously, it's football. Everyone's going to get banged up a little bit. And one of them was what like a lacerated spleen or something. That's that's a freak injury. So um, it, it's it's just overall. I love the landing spot there. Will and th- the other thing is this: 
when will he be the starter, right? I mean, they take him, what was it, sixth sixth overall. So obviously the Capitals there, are they going to pull a Giants to where it's just, you know, ah, we're going to go with Eli, Eli, and then it's just like, oh, no, okay, Daniel Jones. Like, what are they going to do with it? Are they going to, like you even said, in Cleveland, when they took Baker, right, Tyrod was the guy. Tyrod was the starter. Kind of started to look in. a little shaky, got hurt. And I, if, if Tyrod didn't get hurt, they get, didn't get banged up. I don't think Baker comes in just yet. You know what I mean? What are they going to do in, in, at the Chargers? Are they going to have Tyrod go, let Herbert, you know, sit back and learn a little bit? Or are they just going to say, sorry, Tyrod, you know, yeah, we signed you, but we got Herbert. It's going to be interesting to see. I think they're going to go with Tyrod because of the offseason that we're, yep. we're, we've seen. I don't think they're going to be able to, to throw him in um, just yet. And I don't think it's fair to do so, right? If they haven't had the proper, tra- not training, but the proper, uh, proper, um, facilities or the, the the you know i can't think of the right word but you get my point right it, it's not fair to just throw a rookie quarterback in there and him not be able to train with his his guys so but i love the landing spot i think herbert's going to be phenomenal and obviously we've been much higher on him than a lot of other guys yeah i well i mean yeah it, it's rightfully so i mean herbert to me light years he's just the quarterback you know what I mean he's just that guy and I think that he oozes the talent and I can't wait for you know him to kind of showcase um his ability to just be what he's going to be in this league right you know Mm -hmm. for me um why did I go like that um number three for me stop doing this to me yeah here <laughs> struggling, man. You're struggling. Well, I, I didn't have him. I didn't have the copy and paste ready for him. You know what I mean? I didn't. I, I was. I'm still teeter tottering on my rankings here at the top three. I, I, so since you have it typed in, I'll just go ahead and. Dang it! I copied it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> Keep talking. Jonathan Taylor. I love the landing spot. I do. It's a great landing spot by far. It's you know year one you got Mac. Right. We talked about this. You and I texted last night. Max in mm-hmm. the easy cut after the year. Um, Taylor's a beast. Taylor might win rookie of the year. I, I, I could see it. You know what I mean? I, I mean, obviously outside the quarterback position. I mean, I really think that if Joe Burrow goes out there, Joe Burrow probably win rookie of the year, right? And no hands down. Yeah. Um, when he goes out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so for me, it's it, – this is – I don't even know. He's the best running back. Uh, he was my number one running back for quite a while. I switched to Swift, and now my heart's broken because Swift landed with the Lions. And then, of course, Taylor. The biggest problem with Taylor going to the draft was his fumbles, period. Which, and, and, and you're correct. You are absolutely correct. That is one thing I don't think will be an issue. We've seen it from so many other running backs in college when they go pro. It's fixed, right? Could it still be an issue? Absolutely. I just think, I think it's going to get fixed, but I, I agree with you on that aspect too. Uh, yeah, I agree hundred um, percent. For me, it's, it's, it's a, it's a no brainer, right? It, for me, it's, um, huh, I'm interested who you, well, okay. I guess I know who your number one is. Cause all right. Okay. So for me, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, obviously I'll just go ahead and throw that there. I mean, that's, that's easy, right? I was going to say, then I guess I'll just throw my, <laughs> okay. My one. Um, I mean, obviously we could talk about it back to back here cause you're going to talk about Joe Burrow too. All right, so for me, when I was thinking about it last night, I had Joe Burrow as low as seven or eight at first. And then the thing about it is that changed for me is this, okay? Joe Burrow is going to score touchdowns with his legs. Yeah. And that, to me, is what sets him apart in this draft from some of the other quarterbacks. 
or just rookies in general. Okay. Not just that the T Higgins drafting Rose's stock for me as well. Right. So now we have green, we have Boyd, we have, we have Higgins. And then of course we have Mixon. And then you have four studs back there operating this offense. And then of course, on the flip side of that, you have Zach Taylor, who I think is a very good coach on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense might not be that great this year. We're going to have to throw the ball like we talked about. I mean, obviously, this is a throwing league now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Joe Burrow had 60 touchdown passes last year. Is he going to have 60 this year? No. Could but you I- imagine, though? It's not going to happen. It's <laughs> No, not. but that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> That'd be insane. Um, I do think that, that Burrow ends with uh, 30, 35 touchdown passes this year. I, I really do. I think he throws for over 4,000. He goes 30, 35. I think he runs away with rookie of the year. And and what? Maybe I'd say maybe 10 to 12 interceptions. And right? that's what I, I was going to ask you. What do you think it's going to be on the interception? I think he's going to definitely – that's going to go up. I think it does for most rookie quarterbacks. Um, yeah, you're going to have those few that come in and just you know really, really, really take care of the ball. Um, but I, I think his interception count will go up for sure. Yeah, and then if you look at the rushing stats, right? He had 300, 399 the year before his first year as quarterback at LSU. He had seven rushing touchdowns in yeah. 2018. And then in 2019, he had 368 yards and five rushing touchdowns. So if you factor in 30 to 35 touchdowns, this is and we're talking this is rookie rankings. Mm-hmm. 30 to 35 touchdowns. There's no way. I think Joe Burrow ends up in the top seven. Joe Burrow will be a quarterback seven or higher this year. I'm going to bookmark it. You can write it down. And this is the date. I've been high on Joe Burrow since the, you know September. I love the kid. I think he's super talented. I think that everybody keeps questioning. I look, we're talking fantasy here. Uh, football wise, first he's uber talented. That's not even a question. Football wise, I don't care if the Bengals go 0 and 16. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I don't care. We're talking fantasy right now. Joe Burrow's still going to throw 30 to 35 touchdowns. He's still going to have maybe what four to six rushing touchdowns, a couple hundred yards on the ground. That to me warrants him being number two, borderline number one in my opinion. I teeter tottered back and forth after it. Um, I'll let you talk, Burrow, before I go a little bit more on Dobbins. Yeah. So I'm just I was so I was curious. So I pulled up Kyler Murray stats. Obviously, different size, right? You know, different different abilities. I think Kyler Murray, um, Burrow can run. We've said it, right? But I think Kyler Murray's a little bit better on the running game. But I was looking at it here last year. Kyler Murray, three thousand seven hundred twenty-two passing passing yards, twenty touchdowns, twelve interceptions. He ran the ball five hundred forty-four yards and four rushing touchdowns. So I think we could definitely see something along those lines. I think the passing yards are going to go up a um, little bit higher for Burrow. I think they're going to really, really throw that ball. I mean, with a healthy AJ Green, a Tyler Boyd, um, a T Higgins, right? I think it's going to happen. Joe Mixon out of the backfield. I think he's going to definitely see higher passing yards. Um, you know, his first year out there. But I think that interception count, you know, is going to be very similar to what we saw from Murray. I think it's going to be into that, I would say into that 10 to 14 range. Yep. I think, um, and I think what's going to get Burrow into trouble um, is what gets most rookie quarterbacks into trouble. And especially because he's so confident, right? He is so confident in himself that I think he's going to try and fit into those tighter windows and realize that these safeties, these linebackers, even these corners, right? Yeah, he played in the SEC against some top-notch defensive players. But now you've got a whole entire defense, you know what I mean, that, that's built differently. So I think the interception count goes up, but I still think we see a phenomenal season from him. I, I think we see high passing yards. Um, I, I would agree. I'm, I'm going to stay, you know, he's probably going to go within that 28 to 32 passing touchdowns, I would say. But I could see 10 to 14 um, interceptions and 
I think he he gets gets some rushing touchdowns sprinkled in there as well. So I think he's going to have a phenomenal season. I wouldn't be shocked if he is that rookie of the year. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what Cincinnati does. I think they still need to shore up the offensive line a little bit more. I know that was definitely a concern. Um, and that's why a lot of people, uh, not to go to Joe Mixon per se, but were a little bit lower on him just for the simple fact that he didn't have much production, but he was still able to produce you know, at a, at a high enough level. But I love Joe Burrow still, obviously. I, I think they're they're building something good there. There's just still some other pieces they got to shore up. Yeah, and then of course on the fantasy aspect, he it, it's light years away. It, it's yep. a phenomenal thing. Um, so the few the few things of why, why I put Dobbins number one, um, it's the perfect offense. Perfect offense. They run the ball a lot. Okay, yeah. so even looking at it last year, Ingram had two hundred two carries, thousand yards, ten touchdowns. Okay, twenty six catches, two forty seven, five touchdowns. So he had fifteen total touchdowns last year. All right, let's say Mark Ingram stays in the offense, still has those, produces those stats, okay? Gus Edwards, the number two back on the team, had 133 carries, 711 yards last year, okay? And then, of course, he only had the two touchdowns. But I think if you combined, even if you say, let's just say he touches the ball 150 times next year, Mm -hmm. that's still going to be a lot of value for Dobbins in this offense. And I do think that as the season progresses, I do think Dobbins can start eating away at Ingram's carries. He's un insane talent this offense is perfect for Dobbins it's perfect because they're going to run the ball I mean obviously you have Lamar you've got the RPO you've got the and the thing about Dobbins is he's a better pass catcher than Ingram right off the back right this is probably one of the scarier one-two punches in all football Ingram and Dobbins right you have it kind of is reminiscent of Kamara I'm not comparing Kamara Kamara is more athletic than Dobbins is Real quick, I'm not trying to interrupt. Did you see the video of of Kamara and his training? He had yeah. like the bar with those kettle. My God, yeah, that's insane. Anyway, go ahead. It was it was pretty. It's crazy. <laughs> it was pretty insane. But for me, I just feel like look at that. I mean, 711 yards. Even if you get 800 yards and uh, five or six touchdowns out of Dobbins this year, you'll be very happy. But I think after this year, you could look at him next year being the number one back, getting 1,000 yards consistently. He's going to catch 20, 25 balls once he's the starter. I love Dobbins. I love his landing spot. I hate the Ravens as a collective whole, and I hate how good their drafts are year in and year out. It blows my mind how good they are. But this is – I'm I'm, I'm happy with – my rankings outside of forgetting about Justin Jefferson, but outside yeah. of that, you know, it happens, but um, you know, where, you know, there's nobody really in round four through seven that I think could maybe poach my top 20. I don't think, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would agree as much as we both love um, Gandy golden. I just think the fact that he, and it was said, right. It was said that small school, um potentially could drop so now that the draft capital has dropped to that fourth round do i think he can go to a team and still be a factor absolutely do i think it will boost him into that top 20 range probably not will it be 21 maybe you know what i mean i, I can yeah, see that. Sure. But, but overall i think it's going to be tough to be realistic and that's what i always try and do right i love antonio gandy golden but draft capital means something. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be an immediate factor. I think give him a couple weeks. And by a couple, I mean probably six to eight. So we're talking halfway through the season. You know what I mean? And that's even more so through your fantasy season. Um, I think it's going to be a year two and on type of thing at this point. And that's even assuming he goes round four. 
if he starts falling to that five, six, seven, then we really have to start thinking about it because players will hit in those rounds. They will, but the likelihood of it is much, much less. So um, I'd agree with you, you know, players that are still left, even like a LaMichael P Ryan, love him. But I, I think unless he just gets some absolute, fin- if he were to go to Miami, that's a great landing spot. Maybe. Right. Right. Maybe yeah. I could see him jumping into that top 20. I don't see him going above 15, but um, I could see him maybe going to the top 20 because of landing spot. But overall, I think my, my top 20 for sure, potentially even 24 um, is pretty set, you know, unless I, you know, move, I don't know, just for namesake, let's say I moved Vaughn up to seven and such and such, whatever. Right. And that's just me picking a name, but I think overall it's pretty set. I think it's going to be tough to, to have a guy get drafted from the fourth and on and, and jump any of these guys we've already got up. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is what I think is going to be interesting. Obviously we're going to host a bunch of uh, mock drafts over the next couple of weeks, gather some ADP for you guys. I'm pretty excited about that and kind of see where these guys kind of land. Um, I mean, if I'm looking inside of, Obviously, when you're doing a rookie draft, that first round, maybe you're you're drafting for what you need. Like mm-hmm. in our league right now, like I wish I could, you know, draft a quarterback. You know what I mean? At what? Yeah. I've got Rodgers who might not even be on the team next year. You know, and then I've got Breeze who might not be on the team next year. I was kind of hoping for a quarterback and maybe 108, 109, but it, it's all dependent on landing spot. But at the, at the same time, I think in rookie drafts, I think you got to take the best player available, right? And yeah. it, it's it's, I really feel like in that top, that first round is loaded. Mm-hmm. I think that you're going to get yourself a really good, talented guy in that um, in that first round. I still, I'm shocked that you have Swift so far down. Like, it, you want to know where I have Swift? Where's that? You want to know? I'm at, I'm at 29. Whew. I hate the landing spot that much. I love Swift, and that's why I'm saying when I go and look at it more in depth, I'm not saying because so technically, according to where I have it, he's my RB eight according to my initial feelings, landing spot yeah. and everything, right? Do I think he will be my, no, I still think he's a top four running back, right? I still believe that. Even at number 11, he's my RB six. So I just that, hate the landing spot. I yeah. hate it. I hate it. it. It makes sense. And that's the thing. Like for me, like ranking that, that 13 through 24 range was, mm-hmm. was interesting. You know what I mean? There, there's some guys that I like a little bit more in certain landing spots, but I, I just, I'm still questioning some of the, of the landing spots as a, as a collective whole. And, and for me, there's so much question heading into the season. I think that's a big there thing is. for me as well. And the thing but, is like, just real quick about Swift, right? So I went back and looked and I said, okay, cause I, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not one that pays as close attention. Well, when did this coach start? Is this his guy? Is this not his guy? Whatever type of thing. So I went and looked at it. When Patricia got there was what, the 2018 season. Carryon Johnson got drafted in the 2018 draft. So it's kind of like he was there and he was drafted in the second round. So really everything's kind of matching up. So that's why for me, it's just like, do they, did something happen behind the scenes where they just don't believe in carry on as much? Like, I don't know. So that's just a huge question mark for me. And again, Swift is a much better talent right swift is light years above carry on i will i i fully believe that that being said i still hate the landing spot because it just doesn't seem like they're wanting to get the 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 running game going as much as i would like to see from a fantasy aspect from a fantasy aspect but i think he's a much better pass catcher um than carry on in my honest opinion so i think swift could make a role right i think he's still going to be a top guy but Initial feeling, I hate the landing spot, and I just 
I don't know, but I, I'm hoping with Stafford coming back, I'm hoping that that's going to boost Swift a little bit, get him, get him a little bit more involved. I think Swift is, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, Stafford is a better quarterback than what a lot of people give him credit for, but that offense overall, it's just, it's just a question mark to me. Just a question mark. Yeah, I think for, for me, Kenny the, Galladay. I love Kenny Galladay. Oh god, Kenny Galladay is so love good. Him. I think the biggest factor for me was with, with Swift was is just the the potential of Patricia being gone. Yeah, I think that question mark always kind of hinders you as well. But I think Swift's talent is just going to be too good for that offense. Yeah, folks, do us a favor. Head on over to Twitter. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops nineteen ninety. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valer underscore. Um, I've had a lot of fun over these last couple of days. It was fun going live for almost five hours the other night. It was crazy. It was insane. But we had a lot of guests. Um, you know, you could check that out on the YouTube page, uh, the Expand the Box Score YouTube page. Check out expandtheboxscore.com as well, where we utilize a lot of the tools. Um, we'll probably tinker around with these rankings. We'll see, yeah. you know, we'll be live tweeting probably or tweeting during the draft as it happens here. If you've watched with us live in the last couple of or last hour and a half here. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in and, um, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.